Welcome to the Ark Church Podcast. On here, you'll find all of our Sunday and Wednesday messages, as well as classes and special services. If you would like more information about the Ark Church, visit us at thearkchurch.com or download our app available to all app stores. Our heart for you is that you would live for God, grow stronger, and make a difference. Enjoy. Our text has been Proverbs, the 18th chapter, verse, verse 14. This is out of the Amplified Classic, The Strong Spirit of a Man sustains him in bodily pain or trouble, but a weak and broken spirit who can raise up or bear. Our spiritual strength pattern, we've been using, I'm just simply recapping real quickly, Proverbs 4, 20 through 23, my son, give attention to my words, incline your ear to my sayings, do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart for their life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence for out of it spring the issues of life. So we've talked about strength multipliers, how do we get stronger spiritually? And we say, giving God's word top priority. My son, give attention to my word. We talked about seeing yourself in the light of God's word. So in other words, we begin to see. We'll talk a little bit about that tonight. Seeing ourselves in the light of what God says about us. The third thing is keeping God's word in your heart. And in, in Joshua 1.8, again, I'm just going to read through these scriptures quickly. The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that's written in it. For then you'll make your way prosperous, and then you'll have good success. So God wanted Joshua to be prosperous and have good success. He wants us to be prosperous and have good success. He said, but you've got to, don't let the word of God depart from your mouth. So we talked about our words aligning with God's word. We've talked about that for a couple of weeks. Now, I realize for many of that's that's something new. I'm going to, just for sake of time, I'm going to move on to our, our, our last thing that's, that's real key here. But it's, it's really important, that word, that heart-mouth connection is a real important thing. We have diminished the power of words in our society, and yet words are powerful. And so this, this evening, I want to talk about the importance of thoughts, of your thoughts, of your thinking. Now, if you're thinking, you know, Alan, church doesn't have anything to do with my thinking. Actually, it has a lot to do with our thinking because our, our thinking uh, needs to be reworked. Now, on Sundays, we've been talking about renewing the mind. And so this is a very similar thing, but I want to talk about challenging and talking about thoughts this morning. This might be the most challenging area that we deal with, is dealing with our thoughts. But one of the reasons is it's, there's a lot of thoughts that come our way. You just you ever had the, that time where you just felt like you're just being bombarded with thoughts? And so all of us deal with, with thoughts, and, and there's a lot that come our way. It is also the most private area of our life. And so people can hear our words, they can see our actions, but our thoughts, I mean, someone, you know that, someone can be looking at you and smiling and their thoughts about you are horrible. But you don't know that, you, do, you, you can't, they're just smiling and they're, and they're thinking, oh, you're an idiot. <laughs> but they're not going to say that. because. But we, a friend of mine says, he said, if everyone's, he said that really if everyone's on their forehead was a TV screen, like a, an LED screen, that we could see your thoughts. Yeah, that's a scary thing, isn't it? And, and by the way, I can't. Sometimes people avoid me like, uh, he knows what I'm thinking. I do not know what you're thinking. I don't want to know what you're thinking. A, how's that? But uh, he said a lot of times, he said, if you could see our thoughts, he said, a lot of it is says we're on channel me. You know, it's all about me and me and everything's me and the commercials are about me and everything is me. It's, 
it's me. And so our thoughts, we can't see them. And yet this is one of the areas that we have to do something about and do something with. Um, the thing about thoughts is they, were, they will eventually show up. Romans, the eighth chapter, verse six says, for to be carnally minded is death or, or separation from God, not ceasing to exist, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Now, when we're talking about being spiritually minded, it didn't say being spiritually minded is weird. It said being spiritually minded is life and peace. Now, you know this, and, and I know this. Have you ever just had a, a, a day where you were doing just pretty well, and maybe you got a phone call or an email, and it, it just flipped everything? And... Maybe some of your workers or family members and you, you walked in the room and they went, what's wrong? Because what's going through your head and going through, now it's showing up on the outside. He said to be spiritually minded is, is, is life and peace. And so we want to talk about what does it mean to be spiritually minded? To be spiritually minded is saying that we're not going to deal with thoughts that only generate in this realm. In other words, he said, carly minded is we're dealing with only what we can see and feel and touch and reason. And so it's, it, we're limited with those kind of thoughts. He said, but to be spiritually minded is going to have to involve God's word and God's ways and what he says. And so in our thoughts, we can be just saying, I feel this way and I, I think this way. And, and a lot of times, there's nothing spiritual about that. And our feelings and, and our, our thoughts can, can be going through our head. And so we have to ask ourselves, what are our thoughts generating? Life and peace or anxiety, fear? And so the, the key thing with thoughts is we have to learn to recognize the thoughts and then begin to replace them with different thoughts. And that's... And here's, here's the thing, guys. This is something we're not taught a lot. Now, if you're in athletics, a lot of times coaches and sports psychologists will talk to you about your thoughts, how you think. If you're a coach, you don't want your team thinking we're going to get killed. You want, you want your team thinking we can do this. And so as a coach, you're, you're, you're constantly, you hear coaches going, okay, we got this, we can do this. What are they doing? They're trying to get their thoughts going in the right direction. And so your thoughts are key. And he said to be spiritually minded and, and, and our thoughts is going to produce life and peace in us. If you think about times when, when you've had peace, the, your thoughts have been good. When there's been a time of peace in your life, you say, well, how long the only time I ever get peace is when I'm at the lake or down at the beach and there's, there's nothing going on. Well, you think about that. And you're like, you left work behind, you left problems behind, and there's this peace. But the problem is we can't live at the beach. We, we got to go back and go to work. We got to get back and get involved in life. There's a phenomenon that's going, that's, right now that's, that's taking place called Sunday scaries. Sunday scaries is a Sunday night anxiety that starts to hit people knowing that Monday is coming. And so they, they call it Sunday scaries. And they're saying it's a, it's, a, it's a real thing. Well, that tells me that the thoughts aren't good. 
If I'm dreading going to work tomorrow, if I'm dreading Mondays when Mondays come around, you know, guys, as long as we're on the earth, Mondays are going to keep coming. So we can't change Mondays. We've got to change us. And we have to change the way that we think about these things. And so in the, he said to be carnally minded. So how do, how do we get there? So let's talk about how we can make some changes with that. Psalms, the first chapter, the number one psalm starts out with some great instructions. Let's look at this. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord and in his law, or we could say his delight's in the word of God. And in his word, he meditates day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Right there gives us some instructions about what we're to think about and then what we're to reject. There are a lot of thoughts that have no place in your head. Thoughts that are fearful. Thoughts of, well, well, how about this? How many of you know that revenge is not something that God wants for his children? If, if I got up here and said, you know what, guys? I think it's time we get back at some people. <laughs> You'd be like, uh-oh. Alan has gone off the deep end. If I said, yeah, I, I really think we ought to take handgun lessons and let's get back at some people. I'm just tired of everyone knocking on us Christians. I'm ready to go back and let's go to war. <laughs> Wrong thoughts. Wrong thoughts. The Bible says vengeance is mine, says the Lord. But, but how many of you know that if someone does you wrong, you can have thoughts of, I will get you back. And you can lie in bed at night. I'm the only one that's ever done this. Yeah. <laughs> you can lie in bed at night and you can think, oh, when I see them and they say this, I'm going to say that. And then they're going to say this. And then I'm going to say, bam, and I got them right there. <laughs> Please indulge me. I'm the only one that's ever thought this way. Yeah, right. right? But, those, but those thoughts, have, have, you ever, have you ever just been awakened at night and all of a sudden you wake up at night and you've got thoughts and someone has said something or done something and all of a sudden those thoughts are churning in you and it's, sometimes it's hard to go back to sleep. Please indulge me. I, I know you guys never have this problem. I'm just sharing my heart tonight. It happens. And so a lot of times when I'm just awakened in the night, and I want to tell you something, the enemy, listen, if we think we're living in a spiritually neutral environment, we're wrong. We're not living in a neutral environment. We're not living in spiritual Switzerland. This is, this is an adversarial environment that we're living in. And the enemy injects thoughts and hits thoughts, and we have to learn what to reject and what to accept. And thoughts, when thoughts come that says, I'm never going to forgive them, that's not a godly thought. When a thought comes and says, I'm just a lousy Christian and I can never live this life, that's not a godly thought. He said, we don't, listen, we're living in a world now that's amazing. They want to tout how progressive they are 
And yet I just continued to read article after article about our concern with our young people and their mental health, which is not good, and the suicide rate, which has gone up, and the things that we're dealing with and our young people are dealing with and their parents are dealing with. Guys, if we think we're living in utopia, we're kidding ourselves. And this is why he said, don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly, people that don't have God in there. Don't walk in, in the path, don't stand in the path of sinners. Don't sit with the scornful. They don't have answers. And their whole thought process is off. And so you have to be able to listen to, listen to some stuff. Because <laughs> people will come at you and go, well, I, they'll tell you things. And you're going to have to be willing to discern where it's coming from. If you're having marriage problems, the person you don't need to be counseling with is the guy that's been through four <laughs> and doesn't like women. He's like, I'll tell you what, man. If you can ever find a good woman, I'll tell you what, they just don't exist. <laughs> and you're trying to work out your marriage. like, oh. And then you get the women like, oh, there ain't no good men out there, period. They're all bad. <laughs> Those are not the people you need to be listening to. You need to smile and go, bless your heart. And here's another one. <laughs> See, they don't know what bless your heart means. <laughs> we know what it means. If you don't ask someone who's been here a while, they'll tell you what. A, that, that's Southern for you are stupid. That is it. But the idea is we have to be able to resist some of those thoughts and they'll just come at you all the time. Well, you know, teenagers, they're all going to break your heart. Well, you had kids, I tell you what, you know, you, those kids are all going, they're all going to the devil. And I'm thinking, not mine. You, you have to be willing to resist that and go, I'm not taking that. Well, I tell you what, no, everyone deals with anxiety. Everyone is anxious nowadays. Not me. I don't have to accept that. You don't have to accept that. And so what I'm saying is, you read stuff, you hear stuff, they're constantly pounding this stuff. It doesn't have God in it. And it says, blessed is the man that doesn't receive all that. Blessed is the man who says, I'm going to delight in what God has said. Now I'm talking to Wednesday night people. You could be somewhere else, you're here. So I think you've got some, unless somebody just drug you in on a dare, you came for a purpose. <laughs> And if you came for a purpose, it's like, I want to know what God says. Because what God says is my answer for mental health. What God said is my answer for fear. What God said is my answer. They say, well, how can you say that? I can say that because God's word is powerful. And he did not put us under a curse. He put us under his blessings. And when you come into family with him, he's not a depressed father. And there's no depression in heaven. And there's no anxiety in heaven. And there's no addictions in heaven. And he said, when he said pray, he said, you pray that, Father, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That means in your family it ought to be done that way. And so there are things we have to resist but you have to replace it with something else. You just can't go, I'm not gonna think that, I'm not gonna think that, I'm not gonna think that, because you will think that. That's like, don't think about a big hairy brown dog. What are you thinking about right now is a big hairy brown dog. You gotta, you gotta replace that. Think about a nice fluffy bunny rabbit. But when the negative thoughts begin to come, what are you going to replace it with? And so the, the, the writer of, of Psalms, David, 
before, long before there was ever anyone diagnosing mental health, said this. He said, blessed is the man who delights in God's word. Listen, one of the things that will help us all is stop saying, I have to read my Bible. <laughs> I delight to read my Bible. Even if you just say that, it will help you. Because what happens is you've talked yourself into I can't understand it and you can talk yourself into understanding it because the Holy Spirit who lives in you is the teacher and the author and he can help you. Amen. So stop telling yourself you can't. Some of you here Sunday you heard me talk about my Aunt Mary, Joyce Aunt Mary, 91 years old. She's not my aunt, she's Joyce. And uh, <laughs> she's, but 91 years old, she starts reading the Bible and she told Joyce, I love to read my Bible. 91, it's not too late, jump in. I delight, but what is she doing? Say, I delight, and in his law he meditates day and night. Now that word meditate means you begin to keep that thought. Now this is where people go, I don't know about that. So you accept God's word is right. You think about what God says. That's a continual process. Meditate means to ponder by talking to yourself. Um, it's a background thought. You say, well, Alan, Alan, how in the world? I, I mean, I got to work. I have a job. I got to focus. I have to do things. Listen, there are always thoughts. Have you ever, have you ever gone to work? And maybe, you, and listen, all of us have to focus. But have you ever gone to work with a problem on your mind? And you, you've, you, you've done something, and you sit back and take a break, and what comes up in your head is that problem that you're thinking about. And so we're thinking about something all the time. What this is saying is, I'm going to start taking one of God's words, and begin to use it as a, as a background thought. I, I've, got, I've got one. Sometimes I'll wake up in, in the middle of the night, and uh, I'll have thoughts. You know, as a, as a pastor of a large church, I got a lot of stuff going on, guys. I got a lot of good people, but I got a lot of stuff going on. And there's things happening back and forth, and, and, your, and your, your mind can start reading. And so I'll wake up, and, and what I'll do is, if those thoughts are just seem like they're bombarding me, I'll just begin to go, I will bless the Lord at all times. His prayer. Now, I'll do it quietly. Joy, Joy slept through Ike. She can sleep through me speaking quiet. <laughs> I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth. Amen. My soul will make its boast. What are you doing? Just by pondering, just by just speaking quietly, your mind has to stop to hear what your mouth is saying. And so I, what, I'm, what I'm doing is I'm replacing those angst thoughts with good thoughts. It's a replacement. I'm, not think, I'm rejecting the negative. I'm accepting God's thoughts and I keep them. You know, you could take a verse, just a verse a day and go, this is my verse for today. Write it on a card or something. When you're in the car, you think about, I, I love Psalms 27.1, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Sometimes I just drive down the road talking, the Lord is the strength of my life. When my vocal cords cut out on me, I begin to say the Lord is the strength of my vocal cords. And they're strong. And they are. And so, but it, it gave me another thought besides all the negatives I could have gone with. Does that make sense? Yes. And so when, when he's talking here about these, remember, I haven't digressed. This is spiritual strength. You begin to keep God's word in your heart. And it begins to roll around in you. And then things will come up and a scripture will come up. And the Holy Spirit will bring something up to you. And all of a sudden you'll find, man, I'm not as negative as I used to be. 
I'm not as fearful as I used to be. You keep planting these seeds in you and it's going to produce a good harvest. The Bible calls God's word incorruptible seed. And it will, man, it'll, it'll produce a harvest in you. I can see I'm going to have to roll to get through this. All right. Okay. So it is a retraining of your mental processes. Of your, we all have habitual thoughts that we just tend to think. And there, there are things that almost, I, I call it just like you put your shirt on the same way, you put your socks on the same way. Mentally, we have mental patterns that we go with. And so oftentimes we're having to inject something into a mental pattern that is, and so here, here's just a, and this just is a side thought for you though. If you know when you tend to go down, for those of you who, who've dealt with being down or deal with low times or, or call it depression, if you know when you tend to go down, that's when you intentionally begin to inject something here where it's like, oh man, after, after work or on a Monday morning or on a Sunday night, change something up. Put a sermon on, put some praise music on. Do something to break that mental pattern and just say, you know what, I'm not, I'm not gonna go there. You know, here's my interesting time. After I preach, after I teach, I have to be careful of my thoughts. You say, well, why, Alan? Because I poured out of my heart. So a lot of times I'm pretty depleted. Those of you who, who preach, you don't realize physically it can be tiring. And so a lot of times when I get in the car, I just feel like doing this. And then the enemy comes and sits in the next seat and goes, that was horrible. I don't know why the heck you think you're, what are you doing? That was terrible. No one liked that. That was stupid. Well, you better have learned. I, now I know that's coming. Now I, get in the, now I get in the car. I got some scriptures that I just go over. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise. What am I doing? I'm counteracting what I know is coming. So does that, does that register with anyone? Recognize, if you, if you know certain times I get down, then do something to change the pattern. The last thing, <laughs> okay, can you listen fast? All right. <laughs> there are, there's some things that guard against uh, our strength. The guard against, the Bible said, guard your heart for out of it are the issues of life. So we talked about some things that are strong. I'll come back at, at some point in time. This we, we got to, I'll be here. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. I'll, I'll be here on Wednesday nights. We'll, we'll come back and hit some of this. Um, the benefits, obviously, are, of, um, of meditating and, and beginning to, to resist wrong thoughts and accept God's thought. Stronger life, more productive, flourishing, and successful. So those are all good. Here's, here's some real quick verses. Verse Proverbs 4. Let's go to Proverbs 4. 24 through 27. Remember, say, guard your heart. So here's real quickly how to guard your heart. Put away from you a deceitful mouth. Put perverse lips far from you. Let your eyes look straight ahead and your eyelids look right before you. Ponder the path of your feet. Let all your ways be established. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Remove your foot from evil. Let me give you three things that will help you guard your heart. First one, watch your words. Watch your words. Don't, your words, you know, I'm just saying, no, no. Your words... You need to think of your words as seeds. Don't plant what you don't want. I, when, I was, when I was battling with my, my throat, the Lord gave me a, a psalm. He said, my words are seeds of faith. 
They're growing now for me. I'm planting seeds of favor, healing, strength, and victory. My words are seeds of faith. They're growing now for me. They're growing in the realm that I can't feel or see. Our words are seeds. Don't plant seeds you don't want. Don't plant seeds that mock or demean or things even about yourself. Watch your words. If you're going to guard your heart, watch your words. Second thing is watch your focus. Keep God's word and his word in focus. Distractions can be debilitating. Watch your focus. Where you're, he said, well, the, where you're going, he said, keep your eyes looking straight ahead. Listen, to, to do this walk, you have to stay focused. You just don't want to go, well, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I've seen people go, oh, yeah, I'm going to take a break from church for a while. I'm going to take a break from reading my Bible for a while. I'm going to take a break for a while. That's not going to help you. You need to keep a focus. Like I said, we're not living in a spiritually neutral environment. We're, li we're living in a negative environment. If you can understand like a flow, it's coming against us in negative. We're the ones who are saying, no, I'm not going that direction. I'm going against the flow. I am counter I'm countercultural. I'm going against the negativity, but you have to be focused to do that. Because you know if you're going in a flow, if you just, whew, yeah. you're down. You're downstream. You have to stay focused. Then here's the last one. Watch your walk. Watch how you live. Your conduct. Be intentional about how you live. Stay on the right path. Stay away from evil. It'll hurt your heart. So you want to, words, focus, watch how you live. These are things that can, that can help you. These are things that can make a difference. So we talked about thoughts. We talked about rejecting and accepting. And now we talk about some areas that will help you and help you guard your heart. It's real key. It's real key that we are serious in this day and in this time. It's key that it's, 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 it, we're living in a day where there's a lot that's coming our way, a lot that's distracting, a lot that can be um, just negative. And so you really have to watch your input. That's why my, my hat's off to you. You came on a Wednesday night, you're watching. On a Wednesday night, there has to be a desire in us that says, God, I want to stay with you. I want to stay on your path. I want to stay. I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to do everything you can. So, Alan, what if I've already messed up? What if I've messed up in my words? I lost my focus. Man, I haven't been living right. You can change. You can change. The Bible says if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Listen, this is not a walk of perfection, but we're trying. And when we fall down, we get back up. And if we fall down again, we get back up again. And we keep getting up. And the ones who live a successful Christian's life are not the ones who are perfect or the ones who had some spiritual advantage. It's the ones who said, God, I'm going to do my very best to walk with you. I'm going to trust your spirit and your word to make a difference in my life. And I'm going to keep getting up. I may mess it up, but I'm going to get it right. Amen. And if you've got that kind of attitude, you're going to be okay. You're going you're gonna, to... I've said for years, half of marriage is just not quitting. And, and half of this Christian walk is just not quitting. It's like, I'm staying with the Lord. Look, I've tried a lot of other things. I'm staying with what works. And I'm staying with the one who loves me. And I'm staying with the one that makes the difference in this life and in the life to come. Because there is one to come. Will you bow your heads with me for a moment? Heavenly Father, thank you for this time. 
I thank you for every individual and every family that's represented here and is watching online. Lord, I thank you that your plans for them are good, that you have a good path for them to walk in, that you have answers for the things that are giving them problems and are plaguing them. Father, you are God and you are big and you're an awesome God. We thank you for that. His heads are bowed and eyes are closed. If you're here and you say, Alan, I don't even have a relationship with the Lord that I know of or I used to and I got away from him and I want a relationship with God. I want to be connected to him. We're going to say a prayer. I'm not going to have you stand up. I'm not going to have you come to the front. But if that's you and you say, I, I really want to be a part of this prayer, I just need you to have the courage and the humility to shoot your hand up real quickly across the auditorium and say, that's me. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Wonderful. Appreciate that. Anybody else? Great. You can put your hands down. We're going to pray. Maybe you didn't lift your hand. You, you, you're sitting there going, ah, should I do this? You can do this. We're going, to, we're going to pray a prayer. You pray it with us right out of your heart. We're going to join you as a church family. Say, dear God, I know mankind needs a Savior. I know I can't save myself. Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And God raised you from the dead. Right now, I confess you as my Lord is my Savior, is the one who forgives me and restores me. Thank you, Jesus. My past is forgiven. I have a relationship with you. I'm a new creation in Christ because I've said yes to you. Father, thank you for those that prayed that prayer, for those who've come home and for those who came back. We thank you for them. Thank you for the plans you have for them. Thank you for your love for them. Thank you, Father, for how you'll work in their life. Thank you. This will be a turning point. And we give you all the praise for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us. We hope this message has blessed you. Don't forget to check us out on all the social platforms. We're uploading encouraging content on a regular basis. For more information, go to thearcchurch.com. Have a great week.